his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So in part one of my chat with my BFF, Elvis Duran, morning star at Z100 in New York and across the country, we talked about his early life and his start in radio. Now, in part two, we talk about everything from anger to spirituality to politics, friendship, and sex. It's a look at the evolution of an amazing soul. Podcasting from the top of the rocks. This is News on the Rocks with Patty Steele. Do you ever get, like, angry? Like, really angry? Yeah. Like, fuck you, angry? Uh, well, what? yeah, sometimes. I try not to. But what no, do you- I do. I get fuck you angry. I get frustrated. I don't get angry. I get frustrated. I How mean, do you deal these, with- these, look, Andrew and Diamond see it. When, on right. days where things aren't going the way they should go, I get frustrated. Uh-huh. And yeah, no, I absolutely I do. What do you do? Blow off steam by just... So you do, you like throw a fit? Does he throw a fit? You uh, can say yes. Yeah, no, they see... Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... But you're I, not throwing things at people and saying, get out of my... F-, and like throwing them out of the building. No. Not quite. No, they're that. saying no. Of course they're, they're saying, saying no. no I got to look at them because... They're, they're saying no in case I get mad and throw them out of the building. <laughs> No, no. I get mad at the world. Right. I get mad at the things, and, and I shouldn't. I get mad at the things that I cannot change. Right. I get frustrated. I, I get. I, I. I get mad at people who are just stupid. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. That's rude. I get. I, I no, get. In, it, I, I get impatient with 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 people that just don't get it and don't don't and don't, op- don't, and don't try open, to get it. Yeah, and don't open their ears and try to understand it. And I. I and I shouldn't do that, but. Patience. What is makes definitely you real, what the, makes you really mad? What is it? Well, first of all, people that accuse me of thinking a certain way or believing a certain thing just because they're they're uh, projecting their feelings on me. Mm-hmm. Like like today, we were talking about uh, the mayor of New York, uh, Mayor De Blasio. Right. I don't care for him. I, and I live in this city. Oh, I, that's a big club. This city has gone down the shitter since he has been mayor, and it's happened on his watch, so I do find him responsible. Right. I, I, the, the streets are dirtier. The homeless problem is worse, and I, I see it. I live in it. Right. Uh, I, I think that people are, have less respect for our uh, police department, mm-hmm. and they are they, they already were, were scratching for for uh, respect anyway because of the bad apples that roll through there, and he has not helped at all. No. And so, uh, so someone, I, I mentioned that on the show today. And so someone sent a, uh, a tweet up, 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 up the flagpole saying, ah, oh, obviously Elvis is a Republican. <laughs> well, no. Oh my God. They didn't call you that. <laughs> well, so, Especially a gay Republican. Jeez. <laughs> no, you listen to us 
10, 20 minutes a day and you think you know everything about us, right. obviously you don't. I'm not a Republican. Right. But, but don't 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 sit there and. But you're your own person. I'm my own person, but don't sit there and put me in a box because of what you think and what you know. You don't know me. Yeah. You know, I want you to know certain aspects of me, but we're still private people here. We still have. Don't start your shit. And they say things like that because they want to start a fight. I get mad at that. Do you engage in the fight? Some I used to. I don't anymore. Yeah. Not as much as I used to. Anyway. <laughs> Are you good at forgiving? Uh, ooh, I hold grudges. Yeah. You know, I think it's so funny because Alex, my husband, he'll be flaming mad at something that I did. Mm-hmm. And then one second later, oh, so what do you want for dinner? And I'm looking at him like, oh my God, we're married to the same person. I'm like, really? Yeah. You're over it? Yeah. I hold grudges. Want to go for a ride? How come you don't want to go for a ride in my sports car? And I'd be like, ride this. <laughs> well, no, no don't I, ride this. <laughs> I hold grudges because I just, I just do, but not for long, but. You get over it. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think you get to a point in life where you realize that, especially if it's somebody that you're connected to, that, you know, really, do I really want to lock out somebody that, for the most part, is someone that has been there for me and is and soothes me and I, and I love and they love me? Do I really want to lock them out over something that is, in the scheme of all things, a little bit meaningless? Well, this is what's happening with politics right now. And we learned this on our show the hard way when the, in the election of 2016, the presidential election, right. uh, I decided we needed to keep our show down the middle. And let's be honest. Look, I'm a gay guy living in New York. You can pr- probably pretty much figure out your politics through stereotypical thought, my politics, but I don't press them on people. Mm-hmm. I don't want a Republican a very conservative person who loves Trump listening to our show and feeling uncomfortable. I want everyone to listen. And I want you to understand that we can disagree politically, but we can still listen to each other and try to understand why we each feel the way we feel. If you start erasing people from your life just because you voted differently, I have zero patience for that. I think that is so shallow and reckless and short-sighted. But we don't live in a world that agrees with you in a lot of ways. you know what? Because there's so much anger that people have a difficult time removing the anger from the the right of other people to just sort of say, well, this is, I may not agree with everything he or she does, depending on who you support, but I I respect their right to do what they do and I will do everything to either not support them or support them if if I if I like it. But I don't think we live in that time. There's There is a lot of anger for people who ride it down the middle. I mean, look at what happened when um Ellen was Ellen DeGeneres was sitting at a at a football game with the uh with President Bush. Right. And she and people attacked her for it and she said, you know, why can't we just be kind to one another? Doesn't mean I have to agree with him politically. But she still got more heat for that in the aftermath of saying that. And I loved what she said, but man, people don't want to hear that. Well, sorry. Yeah. You know what? If if you look at me and say, well, you don't believe in what I believe in. I've got to write you off. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. You know, um, if you want to vote the opposite of what I vote, fine. Yeah. Okay. You know, if you want to have a conversation about it, the politics and why I believe the way, the way I believe, I'll listen to the way you believe and why you believe what you believe. It's fine. Because we can learn from one another. You know what? If you, Exactly. Yeah. But if I see that you are mean to kittens, I will write you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. 
You kitten abuser? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm with you there. There are certain things that people do that I can't, I don't have any room for forgiveness there. I hear you. I hear you on that. But I, when it's a difference of opinion, you know, or it's a moment where things get heated, I think it's important to be able to just pull back. Right. And just, are, are you a spiritual person? Very much so. How do you define spirituality in your life? For me, it's just the fire within, you know, for me, spirituality is, I, I look at it in, from the universal standpoint, you know, I, is there a God? Well, to me, you could uh, take the word God out of any sentence or thought you have and put the word universe in there. And, and I'm sort of in between the two. I kind of do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, are there pearly gates? Is there a guy or a woman, you know, mm-hmm. sitting on the, a throne? I, I don't know what's happening and waiting for us in the afterlife or right. in the next life or if we're just done, mm-hmm. we're worm dirt. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but I do think that the force, the, there's an energy mm-hmm. that we we're all connected by and that it's good to keep that energy as positive as possible. It's attractive to people, isn't it? Well, I I think so. And I, and you don't do it because it's attractive, but you notice that, that when you give out that positive kind of force, that it, it brings people in. I did, I, last... When the last summer I did a, um, you know, I had breast cancer now almost six years ago and, um, and I did a, a speech in front of a huge group of people up in Connecticut and they were trying to figure out what I was going to do. Cause I think I made them a little nervous because I told them what an incredibly positive experience it had been for me. And they were like, Okay. Well, I don't think most people look at it that way. <laughs> and I said, well, trust me, there's a reason I, I say that. And I said, I, I want this moment to be just a big group hug for these, you know, thousand people that are there. And, and I explained to it, them, you know, I explained to them that for me, that moment had been, um, it came at a really important time in my life because I had a son who was suffering from a really intense opiate addiction and um, it put everything in perspective. You know, it, my problems didn't seem so important and I learned how to compartmentalize and how to look at this beautiful child of mine and say, okay, I'm dealing with this. You're dealing with this. We're going to get through this and the universe is going to help us out. And I really feel like my sense of what spirituality is really broadened at that point because it, it became about just really understanding that, you know, we're all here for the blink of an eye. If you look at all time, it's just, and we're gone. So what is it we do while we're here? What we do is we learn. And if we learn, it's really incumbent upon us to share it. And I mean, you do that every day. You well, share with people. It doesn't it doesn't always have to be, you know, some overarching, amazing uh, moment. It can just be fun. It can be happy. It can be just a moment that takes people away from the things that that upset them. But I think that's that's what you do. And I think that is at our very best as human beings. That's what we should all try to do in whatever way we can. Patty, you hit on something that I think is so important. Um, without going into detail, uh, over the past two years, maybe three, we've had a, we've had some crazy ass drama going on in our show. Okay, uh, things out of our control, but sort of arguably caused by 
people within the circle and or mm-hmm. as or at least they were in the same lane as the problems, whatever. Sure, sure. And I really learned the importance of learning from the bad. Learning yes, learning yes. learning from the pain. Yeah. So it's okay. The greatest so learning opportunity. No matter what you're going through that is a challenge for you or that it makes you feel like you can't go on another day or whatever, but you get through it, you learn the lessons from that. And to not sit back and study what you've gone through is a crime. Right. And in and I think both of these guys over here, Andrew and Diamond, know mm-hmm. exactly what I'm talking about. And we went through some crazy stuff where you know i i I was broken down emotionally and these guys don't even know about it i mean it it was a tough time where i was trying to be the peacekeeper i was trying to be the leader and i had to listen to everyone on sometimes both sides of a bad situation right and try to be the referee and get everyone together and i kept reminding people we need to learn from this yeah so no matter what awful thing is happening of course as we do this podcast we're going through uh coronavirus right and of course, what can we learn from a virus? Well, nothing. We know what a virus is. But what we can learn from is how people are responding and reacting to it. Right. And so uh, right now, people are like, oh, God, they're freaking out. Oh, shit. You know, we, I'm going to. No, you know what? Calm down. Right. Let's attack it. Let's attack back. Let's get through it because there is a world waiting for us on the other side of it. Of course. Of course. So panicking is not is not learning anything. I almost walked down here from my office a mile away instead of taking a cab. And then I went, no, I'm not going to be afraid and I'm not going to walk. <laughs> well, there's nothing... Okay, wait a second. There's nothing wrong with being a little overreactive with, with all this stuff going on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going kidding. to a party I, tonight. I'm like, I don't want to go to the party. I don't want to hang out with a bunch of people like breathing all over me. Right. It's okay. We're going to get through this. Sure. But whatever awful thing you're going through in life, a son who is an opiate addiction, yeah. breast cancer, mm-hmm. if you don't stop down and go, well, wait a minute, it's more than me surviving breast cancer. Right. It's also, what did I learn about life in this thing? Yeah. It's like, I always ask myself, whenever anything bad happens, and and things happen, bad things happen to all of us on a fairly regular basis, it seems, if you you got to stop and you have to say, and I... And I literally look up and I ask the universe, what are you trying to teach me here? You have to do that. And it also, what is this moment? It now? helps you get through it as well. Yeah. Cause it, it's like the for, yeah. seeing the forest for the trees. Right. Sometimes you gotta get out of the trees and, and you gotta back up and go, well, there's a forest here. Let's figure out why there's a forest here with a bunch of trees. Right. Hold on. We've been going on for a while. Are you guys okay? If you need to go home, go home. Because Diamond and, and, <laughs> and we'll and be Andrew, here tomorrow morning when you come back. No, we're going to go on and on. You want some more tequila? You good? Oh God, they're drunk. Do you need more? <laughs> no, I'm good. Well, anyway, I do. <laughs> but it's just it, you need to, you need to stop down and learn from yeah pain and yeah. agony and what the universe is trying to tell you. So, am I spiritual? Yes. Yeah. Not <laughs> that was the question, wasn't it? What about an hour re- ago? What about religion? Because that's a whole different thing from spirituality. You know, I try not to talk about religion that much because it pisses people off. But I will tell you. Okay. I'll tell you. When I was growing up in <laughs> no Dallas, one's listening, so you can. <laughs> I was growing up in Dallas, Texas, and uh, we were members of the First Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would go in on Sunday mornings and watch everyone, including my classmates from school and their parents, act like perfect little Baptist soldiers. Oh man, I that know was on Sunday exactly what you're talking. But about. Monday through Saturday, mm-hmm. they're all a bunch of motherfuckers. Right? They were. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were. Yeah. They were assholes. They treated each other like shit. 
they were cheating on each other, husbands and wives. And They're talking and, about love on Sundays, and then the rest of the week, it's like, screw you. It's almost as if they only thought God watched them while they were in the building, <laughs> the church. He has no cameras anywhere else. Exactly, but as soon as they, yeah, as soon as they walk out of the, the First Baptist Church, they're like, okay, yeah. we're going to screw each other over. So we pulled I, another one over on him, her. So that's what I saw in what I entitled organized religion so it turned me off at a very early age that's exactly what happened and it, but since then in, in, in taking uh, courses in college and in, in, in learning about other religions mm-hmm. and other other ways of believing I, I learned that there is there is a power there for people oh, who need it I get that yeah there's great there's I, great beauty I wish Patty I could be the Dr. Frankenstein of religion and I could take the beautiful things from uh, Buddhism from Buddhism and... the beautiful things from Catholics the beautiful things from Baptists yeah and and uh Jews whatever yeah Oh absolutely you know what you, you can look at uh, any of the great documents the Quran mm-hmm. Quran you, any from any religion You see beauty Yeah and you can weave in the good stuff and mm-hmm. make it your, the perfect religion well you know that's not going to happen you know, it's funny. I had a kind of a crazy mother. You knew my mother and um, she was kind of crazy in a beautiful way. Um, I grew up Episcopalian, but one of the things she did, she was fascinated by religion. And so as a six and seven and eight year old, my mother would say, you know what? I think we need to go to this synagogue or we need to go to this Hare Krishna festival or to this Buddhist temple. She took me to all different religious because she, she was fascinated by it. And I remember specifically her saying to me, you know what? Somebody can worship trees. If that makes them a good, kind person, then that's all that they need for me. Well, there are people that worship trees. You I know, know that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's the religion? I, my mind well, it's not is, a religion, but... It, no, the, there is a, actually well, a, 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 an old religion in England that worships trees, but the tequila We were tequila talking about the has, book you read about the people who like the trees. Oh. <laughs> the tree-like people. Like those people that worship Those food. people, those tree-loving people. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are. I mean, I there are people that do... Um, <laughs> we talked about this. There are people who do a thing called forest bathing. Yes. Yeah, where they where you go out and with as few clothes as possible and no shoes, no shoes, because you want to be connected to the energy of the earth. earth. Absolutely. And you place your feet on the root lines of a tree and you either lean into it against your back or you literally are a tree hugger and do it from the front. Mm -hmm. And there are people. And and it's funny because I talked to this woman at Danbury Medical Center up in Connecticut and she runs the um, complementary medicine department. And she said they have measured heart rate, blood pressure, uh, all kinds of things with people when they're doing that and found that they all came down when they were doing that. That's it. And there is this sensibility that when you connect with the earth, which I really love, <laughs> when you connect with nature and with the earth, it has not only a tremendous impact on your physical well-being, but on your emotional and, and mental and intellectual well-being. And people don't understand that trees talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. They emit algae and things and send, send warning signals over to other trees. And if there is a tree uh, in a grove of trees that's not doing as well as the others, the, the other trees actually send Pulses of algae and, and water their way. They they actually do. All it's, right, back to religion. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is 
But really, at its best, that's, that's it. that is religion. I mean, because that's the whole idea is that that we are here to learn as much as we can, and we're really pretty fucking stupid if we don't learn from nature. <laughs> well, you know, I got to tell you, I, I just to get the credits, and when I was going to college for a minute, uh-huh. I took a definitely took some religion classes, and to learn about all these different religions, I had no idea about. And when it came to uh, people who are Muslim, mm-hmm. right? Stored it in, stored it in my mind. Took away the things I really loved about what what they study and what they worship. Right. So when it came time for nine eleven to roll around, and when it came time for this wall of of mistrust and hate between people who are non-Muslim and to people's lives who are Muslim, right? I was sitting there going, "Wait a minute, hold on a second. You guys are missing a point here. I, you're blaming some certain people for atrocities going on on this planet of ours." That don't need to be blamed. Right, right. Then, you know, you, there's a, out in Santa Fe, where I, I have a house, as you know, I love Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yes, it's so there's a, a large Sikh population out there. Okay. After 9-11, people assume, if you're a Sikh, you're a part of this problem, this attack. Really? And they were throwing bricks through their, their business windows and things. Like, you people need to learn about what you're doing. You're attacking people who are your friends. Right. And so I really think that through religion... Just as you can through cuisine, mm-hmm. you can learn about cultures. Yeah. You can learn about different people yeah. that are opposite of you. You know, it's funny. I did a podcast actually very recently with this musician, and he was and he's a jazz guy. And he was talking about one of the things that he really loves about early jazz in this country is that he said you don't find it anywhere else because of one thing. We had this incredible melting pot of people who came together. So if you look at 1920s and and 30s jazz, it is this this beautiful stew of music from all different cultures that came together and created this sound that for him is the ultimate. And I thought it was a very interesting, it's not something, I mean, I'd heard people say, yeah, it, uh, that early jazz sort of took a few different things from different cultures, but to hear it, I don't know, there was something about the way he put it that, that really explained it to me on a deeper level, the beauty of looking at one another and saying, okay, you have something different, not being afraid of those differences, but saying that those differences are so beautiful and that when we combine them, when we put them together, look at this thing that we can create that we couldn't have created if we, if we didn't want to be a part of those differences. Do you, you hear what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Because it takes me immediately to New Orleans. It takes me to eating right. a bowl of gumbo. Right. You know, you, okay, you look at New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans has this incredible, incredible uh, connection of, of French right. and Southern. Mm-hmm. And you'll just, just add to the... And Afri- the Native American. Native American, and, African. And, African. and you, you add all those together and you have this Creole right. of people. and uh, It's it, really earthy. It's very earthy. It's gorgeous. My God, this, this is, podcast just kind of goes everywhere. Yeah. Well, so do you. And that's important. <laughs> do I go everywhere? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, think, no, I think that was are, the tequila I'll talking. I'll give you a list of places <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> what would you be doing if you weren't doing radio? I don't know. I, I don't know. Motivational I think, speaker. No. You know, because everything I am today is because of this business I'm in. <laughs> yeah, good point. Radio has turned me into who I am and yeah. interactivity with yeah. with listeners. I mean, no, I, don't, I don't know. 
I don't even know where I'd be on this earth of ours if, or if even I'd be alive. Your parents were a big part of that though, right? They supported it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, they gave you, like you were talking about your dad uh, giving you that sense of humor. Your mom, I know you adored your mom. She was a little buttoned down. Yeah. But she actually represents my conservative side where I'm a little, I try to shut up sometimes. Uh-huh. Rarely. But that's, but that's good, actually. That's a good thing. I mean, yeah. you know, because it keeps you sort of in a in a zone so you don't go too far off the, the map. I had a dream about my mom and dad the other night. Yeah. So I guess I, I must assume they were talking to me through the dream. They've been it, gone for how long? I don't know. How long has it been? Do you remember how? Five, four years? Four, four years. Four years, five years. They were, they, did they pass pretty close to each other? Yeah. Yeah. My father was just, had been dying so slowly. It was sad to see that. And my mother, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. And so they just, they lingered way too long. Yeah. And that's when I decided to lose weight, try to pay more attention to my health because I didn't want to be, I don't want to be a burden on someone when I turn into like an old fuck, which is going to be like within moments from now. <laughs> I, I I just they made they made bad decisions that messed with their health right. later in life, and they just right. died on the vine. It was it was sad to see that, but God, I I miss them sometimes. But they talk to me in my dreams a lot. Isn't that funny? Mine mine too. I I mean, mine have been gone a long time, maybe thirteen years, going on thirteen years, and um and I still find myself thinking, oh, I got to get this for mom, or you know, daddy would love this, and I. And and I think of it in a present way, as opposed to oh they would have loved this. It's a weird feeling. Well, that's it. That's it. I mean, it's an energy. I mean, just because yeah. their body is dead, does that mean they're dead? I'm I'm always trying to kind of toy around with what that means. Yeah. yeah. Just because you inhabit a this body of yours, Patty. I mean, lucky me. <laughs> when the body dies, where do you go? You know, I yeah. I don't know. We, for instance, I mean, Danielle, her father passed away not too long ago, and mm-hmm. she is. Totally convinced, and I believe her. Mm-hmm. Her dad is still here, mm-hmm. and um, I, I, I really, I really hope one day that will all be explained to us. I guess we have to be dead for it to be explained to us, but I don't know. Oh. I don't get it. There's something to look forward to then. <laughs> the explanation. Do you believe in reincarnation? Yeah, I totally do. Welcome back. <laughs> I don't think I would be the fabulous person I am without reincarnation. No. We'll have to come back and learn it. How to I'm do hoping it again. I am one of my puppies in my in my future life. Oh God, to be a puppy! I know they're like their lives are so in the moment. I saw a puppy on the way over here on uh, West Broadway. Yeah, a lady was uh, actually trying to teach her puppy how to had to walk on a leash right you could tell they were training and i looked down at this puppy who was like he put his leash in his mouth and he was walking into people he was yeah. just, he was just a big old wreck and i looked at her and i said god i wish i was a puppy yeah don't you she said yeah i wish i was a puppy Yeah, because everything is in the moment there's no looking in the mirror oh god what do i wear today and you can lick How's yourself my hair look lick yourself right. and you can lick other people <laughs> well other things my tequila's almost gone <laughs> i'm good no more tequila right well okay well uh I think this was wonderful. Um, the great lost podcast of 2019 has been superseded by hopefully the not lost podcast. Of I don't remember anything we talked about in the last podcast. Oh, I remember lots of it. What did we not cover today that we did cover on that one? Um, well, we. Ta- I think we, you know, I made sure to kind of in my memory because obviously I had nothing to reference. <laughs> May I say <laughs> something to you? Yeah. Uh, let me, you were, you've been very kind to me. 
mm-hmm. uh, in, in describing me and what you think of me. Let me let me tell you about Patty. Oh, dear. Well, here's what I've learned <laughs> from Patty, okay? Okay. Uh, you have taught me to appreciate history. There's no bigger history buff than you. No, that's true. I, that's my life. I wish I wish there was something I could do with it to pay the the light bill. No, but. you do it. You, you you do you do things with your knowledge of history every day. Just look, we learn from history. We learn yeah. from mistakes oh, from the God, past, don't we? But you, you've taught me about history, architecture, art, antiques. You and I have done so many things together. Yeah. That you have made me appreciate things I didn't appreciate before I knew you. Mm-hmm. So I must give you props and thanks. And I've got gas. I just, I'm going to fart. I got to fart. <laughs> Go ahead. No. It's a podcast. You're allowed to, according <laughs> to the fart. FCC. No, but I'm just saying that uh, <laughs> thank you for all you've done for me and, and for everyone you come in contact with. You're a beautiful soul. Oh, back at you. <laughs> Um, and as you know, my second mother, Jane, passed away recently. Yes, I know that. Uh, marched me down the aisle at my wedding. She's a beautiful lady. She always said great things about you and always asked how you were doing. We always had so much fun. I remember on the occasions, I remember one time sitting on that incredible house that you uh, so graciously invited all of us to in Positano, Italy. And sitting there and looking out at the sea and just talking to her in the evening. She's just a lovely, beautiful person. And I, there was nothing that gave me more joy than seeing her walk you down the aisle at that mm. wedding. I miss her so September. much. I can't believe she's dead. Yeah. But she's still alive. I feel her. Yeah. But she talks to me. Again, the universe gave her to you and is not taking her away from you. You know? <sighs> she's a All huge right. part of you. Let's end in death. Yeah. <laughs> And the joy of death. <laughs> All right, so are we going to lose this podcast too? No, oh my God, unless someone here is going to lose it. The and then news, I can blame them well, instead of Well, the good news about my... losing podcasts, it gives us another reason to get together and have some tequila <laughs> and talk. So <laughs> We'll do a follow-up. All right, delete the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Dink. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everything. 